This is how schools work. A look at teaching and learning in the Mamaroneck schools. Hey, it's Evan Madden coming to you from NPR. Remember, if you like any of our shows, please hit that subscribe button. Here at MHS, teachers continue to find authentic ways to experience the content they learn within and also without the four walls of their classroom. Kathy O'Reilly, the science chair, AP biology teacher, has this infatuation with bees. She was so taken with bringing them to a school setting that her, Jim Love, engineering teacher, and Brian Luff, the culinary education teacher, all got together and built four beehives on the side of the building. You heard that right, four beehives on the side of our school building. What's amazing is not only that they've begun harvesting honey, but the community has opened new possibilities for this initiative, and a science teacher and a culinary education teacher are finding that they're talking more about economics. This is a perfect example of how the confluence of different subjects come together to do something meaningful and fun for kids. Bees can be very inspiring, so we just found out. We sat down to discuss their new program, how it works, and what that feels like too. Here's that conversation. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we are here today with two esteemed guests. Our first guest is Brian Luff. He is the culinary instructor here at the high school. And we have Kathy O'Reilly here, uh, one of the science teachers, also teaches AP Biology. Both teachers are part of the uh, B Initiative, which has begun here at the school and has involved many students and has piqued the interest of the faculty. Uh, could you could, could we walk through just to start? So wh- what is the story with the bees? How did this whole thing happen? The story. So I've always been very interested in community conservation. So I've traveled to lots of different places around the world to see how other how other communities get involved in their environment and take care of it. So my last trip was to the Amazon, and there was an entomologist on the trip, and so we became very friendly and. We did a lot of really cool things together, and um, he taught me a lot about bees and different types of insects. So I came home, and in July, I was at the Tiki Bar with a friend having a beer, and she has beehives in her house in Harrison. So we started talking about it, and I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Maybe I'll try and do it at the high school, thinking that it would never go through because I never thought the lawyers would approve it. And so I went home, and I um, wrote a grant, and sure enough, they approved it. I got... um, Brian involved because I knew that there was a lot of culinary involved. So Brian jumped on board immediately. And then we called um, Jim Love because we needed somebody to help us build the hives and kind of keep everything going. So we became the three musketeers of the B team. Exactly. For me, my my interest peaked when I was little because I was allergic to bees. So I kind of always had this uh, fear, so to speak, of the bees and stay away from them. Don't go near them. And when Kathy got me involved, I kind of started to realize that there's not much fear involved. You're totally suited up. They can't get at you. And even when you're not suited up, they really don't want anything to do with you. They kind of just are there and existing, and you're kind of coexisting with them, which is really great. Can you just paint a picture for us of of what this all looks like for our listeners who haven't been here um, to, to see the actual bees? You know, where is it? What does it look like? How many are there? How does it all work? Just so we could kind of see in our minds. Sure. So there are uh, four hives uh, right now outside of the uh, AP office window, uh, right up on top of a hill, probably right to the left of the baseball field. And... Uh, 
there's approximately, I would say right now, there's got to be, gosh, I don't know, over 100,000 bees in there. I mean, when we first started, there was only about 15,000. So it's grown quite substantially since we started. That's amazing. They have a lot of babies pretty quickly. Yeah, um, apparently, yeah. for sure. So by the time the queen makes it into the hive, she's already mated with about a dozen drones, and she probably has millions of sperm cells that she uses every month to fertilize a couple of eggs or perhaps make a few drones. Wow. Lucky lady. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so okay, uh, how long have you been working on this? So we've been working on this since uh, probably last fall when we started the grant process. And then the actual bees themselves we started working on around April when we went to pick them up. And uh, we took classes in the winter, so that I guess we've been working on it for about maybe a year now or so. Yeah, so close to a year. Yeah. yeah just about a year. So in terms of the community, what, what has... What has surprised you? Have people come and it seems as though people have kind of come out of the woodwork and have, you know, offered advice to you and, and talked with you about how to improve the initiative, change the initiative. Uh, what has surprised you? Okay, so it's been nothing short of amazing. It's been really, really cool. Um, as far as emails, they started almost immediately because we were on um, CBS TV. We were on CBS Radio we made the front page of the Journal News, mm -hmm. right? And then we made right. Administrator Digest Magazine. So we started getting all of these emails. I've gotten, I'm now in contact with this young man in um, the international school in Germany. And so I'm sharing information with him. Um, so he's trying to get Beehive started there. There's a young man, Zach Miller, in Washington, um, Washington State, who's a student who's going to go before his board um, next month to try and get bees. So I've shared with him all of my information. A ton of schools in Pennsylvania, a couple of schools in New York State. Um, so that was the school piece of it was, was amazing. Um, and then we have this um, older gentleman, Giovanni Vosa, who people were telling me was this amazing beekeeper, but he was reclusive, and it was going to be hard for me to get a hold of him. And I did a little searching, and literally I called him, and he called me back within like, an hour and said, sure, I'd love to come. So he's been at the school now three times. Turns out I taught his granddaughter. He has a grandson who's um, a freshman at the school. Got an email from another gentleman just last week who has two beehives in Brooklyn, one beehive in Larchmont, and he wants to bring his daughter to meet our bee team so that we can discuss bees because in his words, our bees are probably neighbors anyway. So it's just really cool because the entire community has, like, really gotten into it. We had a gentleman who passed by on back-to-school night and saw the girls out with their bee suits, and he bought us three more bee suits. It's exciting. Um, so now that you're here at what is probably the pinnacle of your Media Blitz tour, um, our our humble podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, to me what this all comes back to, and to you as, as well, I'm sure, is you know, teaching and learning, right? So so at the end of the day, this is a really exciting initiative and it's unique and it makes us one of the first, if not the first public high school to have this sort of program. Um, but what has it meant for you in terms of teaching and learning with your with your students? How have you um, explored the, the lives of the bees with your students and what kind of impact? And, and bigger picture, what are your plans to do with this going forward? So for me, it's been a total educational experience because I've never really had too much experience working with bees. I've had friends that have done it on farms and things like that in the past, but I've never directly been involved with it. And so 
it kind of exploring it almost childlike for me is more so an educational experience than anything else. You know, picking up a frame that's filled with honey inside of it and looking at the bees with the kids and seeing their eyes of amazement. I'm having the same eyes and the same look and everything. So it's kind of really a cool thing for me. For me, um, for the freshmen, it's really fun to see them go out and because we suit them up. We bought a bunch of, I would call them Tyvek suits, right? The cleanup, crime cleanup suits mm -hmm. with my forensics um, thing there. But so we put them in suits and we take them out. And first they stand way back and then they move a little bit closer. Right, and then right. they start asking questions about the bees, like, you know, how, how can you tell the queen from the other one? What's different about the queen? And then you go into all of the epigenetics, which is kind of my big word because I think it's fascinating. So when the, when the bio kids a start asking those kind of questions and then start watching their own YouTube videos on their own, and when the AP bio kids, when I'm teaching them about gene methylation and then they're actually seeing it right outside their school when they pass classes, that's amazing. Um, and so we're going to the Cradle of Aviation Museum in a month, and so I'm bringing my, um, our nine core B-team members who have been with us since we were building the hives, right, Brian? Um, and so they're all making lesson plans, and so they're planning on showing the differences in the anatomy of the bees, so form and function is kind of one of the catchphrases in biology, and so they're going to talk about how a worker bee is built different than a drone, and what their genetics is, and so they're really excited about that. The food is also a, a girl who's in my AP bio class and also in Brian's culinary. Yep, she's president so she, of the culinary club too. Yeah. She's really great. So she's actually going to talk about the nutrition of honey and how mm -hmm. it's different, um, how they actually change nectar and pollen and spend all this time fanning it and spitting it and everything and how they make it into this amazing food source. It's also interesting to think about how cross-disciplinary, right? So we have a culinary teacher and a, bio and a science teacher here. And the other day, I remember uh, we had been discussing honey, and you had brought up, Kathy, that uh, kids were talking about the economics, right, of selling honey. Economics is huge, yep. huge. So, yeah, the, the reason I thought this would work so well is because you can – the reason I thought it would work so well is you can get to this from every aspect of school life. You can – talk about the economics of it. You can talk about the history of the bees. Some people were actually buried in honey because it is one of the few things that doesn't go bad. Um, poetry, art, just about everything would fit into this initiative, and that's what makes it so exciting. I'm hoping it's going to be here long past when I'm sitting on a beach somewhere having a drink mm -hmm. that everyone's still going to be working on these bees. That's my hope. I mean, even right now, we're, we're, this is part of the journalism initiative, and we are sitting here and talking about this. So it's amazing how all walks of this building now are about bees. So looking, looking to the future, we, uh, we had a guest on our, on our little show uh, recently, Bonnie Kingsley from the Schools Foundation, um, and we were talking about the student grant initiative where for the first time this year, students are able to write grants to um, come up with projects. And I know, Kathy, that some of your students were pursuing a, a grant related to the bees. Can you tell us about that? So um, two of our students wrote a grant to get some more bee suits, which is just a small piece of it. They also wanted to get iPads so that they could actually have a little learning area in front of the hives, as well as temperature sensors and a camera to put in the beehives. And so I really had little to no um, input into that other than to tell them the two places that I use the most. Um, so they wrote the grant, they turned it in, and so we're going to keep our fingers crossed and before long, we'll be able to watch them 
in one of their hives all winter. The whole thing in general has been very student-driven. I mean, even putting together the honey extractor and all that stuff, it was all student hands-on work. I mean, me and Kathy kind of just were guides. Wait, can you? I I know this honey extractor. I yeah, I've I've seen them before. They're pretty cool. Can you can you describe sure, it? Sure, kind of looks like a, a one man rocket ship that you could take to the moon. I mean, uh, the kids that come into my lab at the moment, they're always like, "What is this thing? How come it's here? How come it's so big? What does it do?" And you know, I often joke and say, "Oh, I'm going to jump in there and go to the moon after work today." And uh, you know, after I explain to them what it is, and it's basically like a giant centrifuge for honey frames. So it's really great. What are your, what are your plans? What, you have any recipes in mind that you're going to be uh, jumping into with some fresh yep. honey? Absolutely. So uh, the Culinary 3 students this year are going to start to make bagels, and bagels have a, a big sugar component, and one of the items that you could use is honey. Uh, baklava was another recipe. Uh, there's tons and tons and tons of baking items that you could use, but there's also culinary application too. There are things that you could do to preserve life outside of, uh, you know, the, the lab, like you could take things like lemons and preserve them in honey. You could take uh, different types of herbs and things. And like so, Egyptians. Yep, right. exactly, exactly. <laughs> Basically entombing food in honey, which is really cool. Looking back on this whole initiative over the last year, could, could you both uh, describe briefly like one moment where either you gave yourself pause or a kid said something or you just said to yourself, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Did you have a moment like that over the last year with us? I definitely did. <laughs> when I got my phone call to present at the Honey Festival, and I um, drove out to Long Island in July for a day, and there were all of these, like, professional honey people, and I was sitting there, and I said to the man next to him, I said, I have to tell you, I really feel like an imposter here. I do not belong here. And he said, no, you just got to fake it till you make it, and you can do it. And so, yeah, I got scared that once, and I generally jump in with, you know, no bars, and this time I got a little nervous at pieces of it. But no no stings, no kids were stung, so yeah, no, it was totally worth it. And my husband's getting a kick out of it. Um, I got a bee Halloween costume. I just need to get a crown for it. <laughs> that is awesome. That is, that is great. great. I think the moment that gave me the most pause actually came during back-to-school night when one of the kids that I had stay with me actually was talking about how the culinary class in conjunction with the different clubs that we're associated with kind of has given them the freedom to choose and not only choose but to kind of have zen moments in their chaotic schedule and the girl was basically telling this and pouring her heart out to a bunch of parents that she's never met before so it kind of was like an eye-opener for me and I realized that you know this is a lot bigger than we often think it is. So uh wow well, it was really difficult to get you into the studio today because you're so busy on your media tour, but thank you so much for coming home today, the two of you. Uh, I know that there is a perception out there that we all, all the teachers know what they're doing and are so confident, but it's so interesting sometimes to think about taking on something new, trying it, and going with it. I mean, so much you have learned over the last year. So thank you for sharing your experience with us. Our guests today were Brian Luff and Kathy O'Reilly. Thank you both for being Pleasure. here. Pleasure. Thank you, guys.